Gemara Nedarim, Dafno Yud Dalid, our Masechet dedicated for the Hatzlachat, Miriam Bat Esther, Behek Yere Elohim Tenaten, Amen. So we'll begin today's Daf starting from the new Perek on Yud Gimal Amudbet, and we start Ve'elu Mutarim. So we already discussed uh, different types of Nedarim in the uh, previous Mishnah. Nedar basically says, that this item should be forbidden to me like a korban. And then we also discuss different kinuim, which also represent the word korban. And those are uh, nidarim, where a person's matfis, he uh, uh, attaches uh, something that is uh, forbidden to something that is permissible, and that the permissible becomes forbidden to him. And that's what we learned in the previous Mishnayot. And now we're going to learn that certain nidarim, if he expresses them in a certain way, are going to be mutarim. Mutarim means the nedr was not hal, and therefore you don't even need uh, hatara. You don't even need to uh, absolve. And they are, well, the obvious case, cholin lecha. Basically what he's saying is, whatever I'm going to eat from you, my friend, is cholin. My cholin is permissible. So clearly, that is not a nedr whatsoever. He's not making anything forbidden at all. And the Gemara will even ask, what is the need to even say this case? Especially, we learned it uh, in previous uh, Mishnayot. So now the Mishnah goes along and gives us examples of somebody accepting upon himself what's called Nidre and Matfis Bidavara Asur. We, we learned a very important law, it should be repeated over and over, that for neder to be hal, you have to be matfisit, attach it to something that a human made asur. Only things that are man-made asur. For example, an animal is not man-made asur till the fellow comes along and makes it a korban. That's a man-made isur. So I could be matfis be korban. But you cannot be matfis on something that is asur ma'atzmo. For example, hazir, a pig. <clears throat> it's forbidden already. You, you, we don't need any human intervention to make this item forbidden. So that's why the Mishnah says, Kebasar um, Hazir. The guy says that, you know, your food to me will be uh, like Basar Hazir. So that's considered Matfis Pedavar Ha'isur. Or Ka'avodat Kochavim. Or, you know, your item will be to me like Avodazara, which clearly is uh, Asur. Subhana'a even. Ke'orot levuvin. Ke'orot levuvin, this was a form of avodazara. They used to make an incision in the animal through the hide and rip out its heart. Orot levuvin. Orot is the hide and levuvin is lev, the heart. And they would rip it out for avodazara. And that's considered a tekrovet. It's a korban for avodazara, which is a suit intrinsically. Ke'nevelot v'terefot. Things that are in the vela, something that wasn't slaughtered properly, or an animal that died without shechita, or terefot, it was, it, was, it was slaughtered properly, but it has one of the terefot. All these things are intrinsically asur. Kishkatsim urmatsim, or like these uh, creepy uh, uh, crawling creatures, as we call them. Shikatsim urmatsim, that the Torah forbids. Kehalat aharon, like the halat that we give to Aaron Kohen. And like the teruma uh, that we give, and this this could. If you remember, we have we had a question actually on this one. 
Because here, it's not intrinsically asud tirumah until the person actually designates it. So tirumah only becomes asud through a designation of a person. So the chaurah, that should not be under the category of the dre isud. Uh, and if you remember, we learned Tiran, that Tiran said earlier that only things that are forbidden to everybody have a deen of korban. But when it comes to tirumah, it's not asud to everybody. It's a, his isud is only setting it to zarim, but it's not setting it to the kohen. So therefore it falls back into the category of the, the dre isud. That was the chiluk that Tiran made earlier, and he'll make it again. Over here. In any event, the Mishnah says in all these cases, mutar. It means in mutar, you don't even need to make hatarat nidarim. Now let's go read the Ran. Ve'elu mutarim. Aidi detana beperekama nidarim asurim, patachaka ve'elu mutarim. Good. It's, a, it's falling off the first perek when we discuss nidarim that are forbidden. Now we're discussing nidarim that are permissible. Hodin she'okalecha. The Gemara will explain what you need this for. Kebasar Hazir Kavodat Kukavim. Now, Kol Mine Isurin Ketani. All different types of things that are forbidden, the Mishnah is giving you. Asurin Ba'achila Kebasar Hazir. So Hazir is the classic case of something that's Asur Ba'achila. Asurin Ba'hana'ah. Now, certain things are forbidden even Ba'hana'ah. That would be the example of Avodat Kukavim. There's certain things that are forbidden that you cannot undo. Normally, if the goy nullifies it, the avodah zarah becomes nullified and it's okay again. However, a tikrobit avodah zarah, something that you bring as a korban for avodah zarah, does not even have the subject of bitul. So the Mishnah is basically going in different progressions. Forbidden things of eating, forbidden things like avodah zarah. Forbidden things of Avodah that can't even be undone, like Orot Levuvin. There's different levels over here. Ke Orot Levuvin. Sheyu tekrovet Avodah Kukhevim. Sheyu nukbina, or they used to uh, pierce the flesh of the animal, the hide. Ke neged alev, vayu motzi'in oto kishu hayat. They would take out the heart of the animal and it was still alive. Vachamidi me'avodah Kukhevim. It's more strict than Avodah Kukhevim. Why? Tinehid Avodah Kukhevim ite betelah. It's true, regular Avodah Zarah, the Goy can nullify it. Takrobet Avodat Kuchavim en la betela. But Takrobet cannot. The Korban for Avodah Zarah does not subject to Bitul. Furthermore, in the Isud Achila uh, category, there's different levels. There's Basar Hazir. And then we have, for example, uh, like Hazir. Then you have certain things that are forbidden by Achila that are subject to Tum'ah, like Nevelot and Terefot. Not only can't you eat them, but a nevelan and terefa is forbidden, it's subject to tum'ah. And then you have certain things that are very strict, that the tum'ah is the size of a lentil. That would be like shikasim and remasim. So the Ram basically says the hadush in each category, why the Mishnah went and uh, discussed it. The Ram asks his old question, what do you mean halat aron? Halat aron is not naturally asur, it's it's made isu by a person. So therefore that should be subject to hatfasa. So he says, Even though you need to make kriyat you need to call it hala, and you need to call it terumah, lo mikri davar hanadur. It's not called davar hanadur. Kemo shekatapti. Like I said uh, above. I'm going to have to change that girsa uh, over there. Sha'afal pi. Maybe it should say better shehare uh, <clears throat> or something like that. 
שהוא אסור לזה ומותר לזה, exactly. That this case over here, <coughs> it's אסור only to one person, but it's permitted to another person, and that doesn't fall into the category of korban, which normally is אסור to everybody. That's the way he, he answers this over here. Now, read the next run, where he says, that is a mutar. Now, over here we're going to learn, in, in the Gemara coming up, that certain things are permissible, meaning when it comes to nedarim, and you don't even need to make a tara, but the rabbis made a gezerah if you're an ama'aretz. Hadush, gezerat ama'aretz. And we'll see why the rabbis made certain gezerot by ama'aretz, that even though the neder should not be hal, but they're going to put it on the ama'aretz, nonetheless, to make a tara. These are not even subject for ama'aretz. So even if ama'aretz says, Lechem zeh asur alai kehazir, he needs nothing. And that's what the answer is. Mutar ba'afilu ama'aretz, shenadar ba'hem, en sarich petach, ela mutar me'elav. And that's the way, why the Rant says, if you look at the Mishnah, it starts off ve'elu mutarim. So we know these are mutarim. And then after it lists the whole list, what does it say? Mutar. But we have to say, repeat it twice. So the reason why it's repeating it twice in the Mishnah is to say that even an Amaaretz doesn't need to <coughs> make a tara on these nidarim. But like I said earlier, but there's certain nidarim that the Amaaretz is going to have to make a tara even though they're not normally hal. So that's the reason why it doubles down and says the word mutar again. Now let's go back to the Mishnah. Ha'omed le'ishto. Okay, a guy tells his wife, Hare at alai ke'ima. Okay. He says, you're going to be on me like my mother. Just like my mother is forbidden to me. So it sounds like he's saying that you are uh, forbidden to me. You're like in the Erevah. So now the rule is like this. It shouldn't be a nether. Because the person's mother is asud intrinsic. You don't make your mother asud. She's asud automatically. However, the Mishnah says, if the guy who's doing this uh, is an ama'aretz, He's got to go to the Bedin or to the rabbi and he's got to get out of it by the, uh, trying to release him from the neder. Which means a peta from a different place. Which means you cannot say, well, had you known to, if you made such a neder, it would be disrespectful for your mother to say such a thing. Would you have made such a neder? That's not considered a peta in this case. Over That's why it says, you can't use the kavod card over here in order to release him from the neder. Uh, normally, other nedarim, you can use the kavod card, but not in this case, and we'll see why. Which means uh, we do not want this uh, person to become accustomed to nedarim. Now, we'll see exactly what the gezerah is. So let's read the Nan. The Nan says, ishto. Not only mother, but if he says, uh, you're like Avodat Kuchavim to me, or you're like, uh, you know, other things that are forbidden, the Orlak, the Akerim. The Erva was just an example. Or you like my sister, the Orlak, the Akerim. It's, it's, it's teaching you two things. 
Number one, even though Ima is the Vada Asur, so the Nidr should not be Hal at all. If he's a Amaris, he needs a Petah, as we're going to see. The second Hadush is, you cannot be Matidis Nedir from itself, meaning, had you known that it's not respectful to do such a thing, no, no. The rule over here is it's got to come from a different place. You can't say, which you would have thought that maybe <coughs> the kavod out is not an out only when it comes to nedarim deoraita. But since this neder is only a neder de rabbanan for an amaaret, you might have thought you could use the kavod out. Kamashwalanda mishnah that even on a neder de rabbanan we're strict and you cannot use the kavod card to get out of the neder. That's the hadush in ima. You learn a double hadush. Number one, even though you matfis be isur for an amaaret, the neder is going to be hal. And number two, that it cannot be uh, undone through using the kavod factor, even though it's only medrabana. Now, the Ran comes along and says, a big hadush at the end, with four lines on the bottom, Vedavka b'madid ishto. This is only talking about where the guy made a neder to his wife, as the Mishnah said. Umatfis pedvara isul sarik petah. Now, why did they, why were they strict? That an amaaretz that makes a neder to his wife bedvad isur needs the petah. Why? So he says, Reality of the world: people get upset at their wives, and they make the darim against them because they're angry at them. Oh, you're forbidden to me. You cannot. I can, I'm not going to benefit from you, and so on and so forth. If you're going to allow him to get away with the neder and release him without a petah when he does it bidvar isur, what's going to happen? He's going to think and treat him lightly. One day he's going to make a neder against his wife, and he's going to need a real hatara and a petah. He's not going to go for it because he didn't need it for the other case. So therefore, in order that he shouldn't come to make a a, a real neder, and not release himself. So they said the Amaaris uh, needs to release himself in all the darim that he makes, specifically against his wife, even if he was matfisim. And that, and that's what it means when it says in the Mishnah, "Shelo yakel roshonekach." <coughs> Fine. That's the Mishnah. Now we start with the Gemara. Gemara begins. Our Mishnah's first line was what? Ve'elu mutarin. Cholin she'ochalecha. Which is pashut. What I'm going to eat to you is cholin. Which means basically what I'm going to eat to you is permissible. So the Gemara makes a diuk. That's only because she said the holin that I'm going to eat. But if he said la holin, so then mashma lo lehudin leheve, 
אין לה קורבן. Then we're in the דיוק זון. לה חולין. It's not going to be חולין when I'm going to eat. It's not going to be חולין. What does that mean? It's קורבן. Now, who is the author of that? So the Gemara says, Mani Matnitin. Who can be the author? Well, Ida Bimi'ir. It can't be Ida Bimi'ir, because we learned so many times already, Ha-Letle Bechla'alab Atashomayahen. That would be an implication. By saying La-Hulin, meaning it's not Hulin. So what is it? From the negative, you understand the positive. It's a Korban. Well, the Bimi doesn't subscribe to that. So therefore, to say that Lachulin Mashiochal Lecha will be Asur cannot be following the opinion of the Bimi. So the Mishnah is not the Bimi'ir. So then who is it? Elad Rabbi Yehuda. So it must be the Mishnah is going like Rabbi Yehuda that does go with this implication business. But then the, the, the Gemara says, Hainu Resha. But we learned that already in the beginning, in the first Mishnah, which we, in, 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 the, in the earlier Mishnayot, on Dafyur actually. We learned already that, that opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Why does the Mishnah have to repeat to me the opinion of the Yudah when we already learned it in a previous Mishnah? <clears throat> this is a, uh, a, a big question. And the Ran even crystallizes the question a little stronger. Look at the Ran on top of Yudalit. It's calling that Mishnah Resha. It's the Resha of the last period. If you want to say our Mishnah is like Rabbi Meir, Lot Tikshilan, Haynu Resha, Mishum Dahid Elokim Nakirabi Yuda, Vahi Katani Shirabi Yuda, Omer Omer Yerushalayim, Vahastam Lantana, the Fidur Bimir, the Netle Meklalavata Shomayahen, Behamo Demishum, the Kemadama, Loholin, Al Kurhak Korban Havi. Which means, over here we would have thought the last Mishnah is a Biuda. Fine. And I would have said maybe this Mishnah, even the Be'uda, the Bimi'id agrees, because when you say Lachulin, it's basically saying it's a Korban. Meaning maybe, maybe even the Bimi'id agrees that that's not even subject to implication. Lachulin is almost like you're saying it. That's what I would have thought. But once you're telling me that, no, it's implication, and therefore it cannot be the Bimi'id. So who is it? The Be'uda. But the Be'uda was already explained that in the last Mishnah. So why do you have to again tell me the same thing over? And the Gemara says, you're right. I did the ketani kebesar hazir kavodat kochavim lachi ketani cholin. Basically, the Gemara is answering lav davka. Once already, we were giving you uh, uh, cases that are permissible. We gave you another case that's permissible. Not to make a diuk. Oh, but if in the case where he said lachodin, uh, it'll be a korban. Not a simple case. If a guy says what I'm going to eat to you is cholin, mutar, according to everybody. And why are you giving me that? Because add it to the list of different things that are going to be permissible. That's all we're doing. We're just adding it to the list. Not to make a diuk. Yabara says another answer. Avina Amar, haki ketani. Ve'elu mutarim kecholin. Over here it's telling you like this. These are permissible. These nedarim of Isud have the same properties of a nedar where you would say, what I'm eating to you will be like cholin. Now everybody agrees, when you say, this, ne- this item that I'm eating to you should be cholin, you don't need hatara at all. Everybody agrees, you don't need hatara, not midoraita and not midrabanan. And that's what the Mishnah is saying. These nedarim of Isur also don't need any hatara at all, like a case of a guy saying that this would be cholin. That's the comparison why he's saying it. It's telling you the extent how much these nedarim are not hal. They are not hal whatsoever. You don't even need a... Atara. Rabina Amar Haki Ketani. 
ואלו מותרים כחולין, what? כבשר חזיר, כעבודת כוכבים. זאת גמרא says, wait, I don't understand. ואי לא תנא חולין. If you didn't give me this case, האבא אמינא באש שאלה, I would have thought that in these cases of the Mishnah, you need שאלת חכם? Why? ומי איכלס אסוקה על דעתה אחר? Would I have ever thought that? המדיקטני ספה, in the last case of the Mishnah, it says, האומר לאשתו, הרי את עליי כאימא, when he tells his wife, you are like, forbidden like my mother, פותחים לו פתח. That's the case that needs a פתח. ממקום אחר. מכלל, what's the implication? דרשה לא בעיה שאלה. Only the Sefa case needs a she'ela, but the Resha case does not. So I don't need any help to teach me that. It's already told to me in the Mishnah that. I don't need the first case of, it's like Hulin that will be permissible. And therefore you don't have Tara at all. I know you don't have Tara in the first cases of the Mishnah. The Mishnah clearly said it at the end. Only the case of Ishto you need a Tara, but not the cases that are before it. So why do I need any, any extra line to indicate to me how uh, these vows are not Hal Bechlal? Yabara says, you're right. Ela mechavarta, go back to the original answer. Cholin memela nasba. Cholin was just brought in, terech agav. It was brought in by the way. Very good. And therefore, we answered the first part of the, uh, the first part of the Mishnah. Okay. Now the Yabara has the main question. Mina nemileh. How do you know that if you matfis bedvad ha'isur or ha'asur, how do you know that neder is not hal? Maybe it is hal. Maybe you say just like that's asur. This item is asur also. How do you know this law that says that davar asur won't work? Now the Ram learns the question that the Gemara is not asking. How do you know davar ha'nadur? Davar ha'nadur. The Ram says is pashut. It should work. If you look at the Ram where he says. Amar uh, Kira, which is really the Gemara's answer, we can read it. Ish ki yedor neder l'Hashem. What does that mean? Ad shiyadur bedvar hanadur. Only on things that are forbidden that the person makes forbidden, bedvar hanadur, but not like a korban, but not on things that are asud. Now, where do they learn it from the pasuk? So let's read it out. I don't need a pasuk to come and tell me that no der bedvara nadur is to be forbidden. The kevan the amar kikar ze alai asur havi neder. Even by the way, he doesn't have to say the word korban. Even if he says, what do you call it? Kikar ze asur alai ki aman nami ki korban asur. I mean, by saying the word korban, it's not going to be worse. It's not going to be worse than a yad that we said, that even, you know, words that are entrance words to the darim. So therefore, I don't need a, a, a pasuk. It's not going to be worse than a yad. The pasuk is not coming to tell you that would be understood. It's coming to exclude something. When it says it's not coming to tell you the positive. It's coming to tell you only when you make an, a, a, a vow that's like a neder to Hashem, but not davara asur. It's for the implication, Shem. Only this type and not the other type, davara asur. So the Gemara says, well, if that's the case, 
אפילו בדעבד אסונם, if you're going with פסוקים, it says in the פסוק, דעת כתיב, לאסון איסר על נפשו. The פסוק says לאסון איסר, which sounds like an extra word, איסר, that's coming to tell me that you can be אוסר yourself on something that is already אסור. כבר אסור, לאסון איסר מבעל לנכתתניה, we need it for something else, that פסוק. What do you need it for? איזהו איסר אמור בתורה, when we talk about the איסור of נדרים, what do we, what do we need it for? A certain type of איסור. Now what, what does that mean? The Gemara doesn't speak it out over here, but the Ran tells us what it's referring to. So look at the Ran, where he says on the first wide line, מתבעל לכדתניה איזהו איסר להשמעינם. דאף על גב דתלה נדרו בנדר שלא נאסר אלא לא לבדו. Remember we learned when the guy makes the נדר on the yard site. Right? He says, I'm not going to eat on this day which is the yard site of my father. The Hadush over there is that's considered a נדר even though the isu that he's making is only on him and not on anybody else. So therefore the Hadush over here is Le'esod Isar, even if it's a personal Isud, that also will be considered Dabar nadur that's going to, to work. So the Hadush of the Esor Isar is not coming to tell you Noder Bidvara Asur. Really, Noder Bidvara Asur, you cannot. It's coming to teach you that when you make a Neder Lashem, even though the item that was forbidden, that you made forbidden, is only forbidden to you in the sense that your father's your side. That's only to the guy, not to anybody else. And you'll matfis another day to that, so that would be okay as well. Now the Gemara comes along and says, Ha'omer de'ishto, at alai ke'ima. So he said, he comes along and tells his wife, you are like uh, forbidden to like my mother. So he said, well, forbidden like a mother, technically that, that neder should not be hal at all. I mean, it's a, it's a isur, a mother is a forbidden. You don't make your mother forbidden, she's forbidden mimela. But nonetheless, the Gemara says that an ama'aris, we're going to learn now, is going to have to make a tarab on such a, on such a neder. So it says, HaOmer Neshtoaret Alai Ki'ima. Urminu, we have a contradiction. If a guy tells his wife, Hareat Alai Kibisar Ima, you are like the flesh of my mother, which is an erva, Kibisar Achot, you are like my sister, Ke'orla, Ke'kele'a Kerem, or these other items that are forbidden, Bana'ah, Lo Amar Kelum. Lo Amar Kelum means you said nothing. And you don't even need a hatara and a peta. But our Mishnah says you need a peta. Make up your mind. When a guy tells his wife, Ariat Alaikiima, do you need to release or you don't you need to release? Amar Abaye, Lo Amar Kilumidoraita. Oh, very good. Our Braita that said you don't need anything is Midoraita. However, the Mishnah that said you need something is Midrabanan. So that's the one, uh, one reconciliation. That one's on a Deoraita level and one is on a Dirabanan. And there's no difference in this answer between a Hakam and a Ama'aretz. 
That means nobody needs hatara on such a neder midoraita, but everybody would need hatara on such a neder midrabanam. Rava Amar, no. Ha betamide hachamim, ha ba'ameha ares. And Rava gives the answer that we said earlier. There's a haluk. Amishta that said you need hatara, is talking about ama'aretz. And again, because we don't want him to get accustomed to not making hatara uh, for his nedarim, because he might really make a good nedar and then not make hatara on that one. So it's even when you don't have to do it, he has to do it. But a tamin who knows, he knows the rules and he's more careful in making uh, nedarim, so we don't have to make a gezerah. So the bride that says you don't need anything when he says hari alai ki'ima is a tamin hakam. And the mishnah that said you do is talking about an ama'ar, it's simple hiluk. And the Gemara comes along and brings a, 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 a proof to this concept. This is not a question, this is B'ni Chuta. As, as we learned in Ebraita. Hanoder Hanoder Batorah. A guy was Noder Batorah. There was a separate Torah in front of him. And he said, from this Torah... I'm going to do such and such, or not do such and such. That's the way he put the, uh, the neder. Uh, he connected it to the Torah. Lo amar kilum. He doesn't have to keep his uh, shivu'ah, because uh, he, what he meant was, not like the Torah that forbids things, or the Torah, the things that are written in the Torah, could be he was referring to the parchment. And if you're referring to the parchment, there's nothing you in the parchment, so if he didn't say anything. Hold it. We just said it's nothing. But you still got to go to the rabbi, and you got to get, get out of it. So what do you see from over here? You see from over here that sometimes it's nothing, but you still got to go to the rabbi. But the tamin hakam doesn't need she'ela. What do you see from over here? There's a haluk between tamin hakamim and ameharis. So that's the, that's the haluk we gave over here. Now look at the Ran. The Ran comes along and says... Hilkach le'inyan halacha. The bottom line here. Naktina. The matfis bedvada asur lo habineder. Okay, that's the Mishnah. Matfis bedvada isur, no, no neder. Pelot sarik she'ela klal. And you don't need she'ela klal ve'afilu ba'amaaretz. Exactly. An amaaretz that says this piece of loaf is forbidden to me, like a, like a piece of hazir. No, no, hatara needed even for amaaretz. Only by his wife we said we were strict. Ela b'madid ishto bilvad. Only when it comes to his wife, as we learned earlier in the Mishnah. Umehai tamad dekatfinu b'matnitin. Avav b'matfis b'dvara nadur. But if you make hatpasa on something that is uh, made forbidden from humans, meaning b'dvara nadur. And even if it's only forbidden to him, like the yurt site of his father, that's only forbidden to him, it will be hal. And then he just says that only when it comes to Nidarim, we have this rule. And then he goes into some of the rules when it comes to being Matfis B'Shivu'ah. Fine, but that's not our subject. Now, we're going into the sugya of Nedarim. All right, Abotai, now we go to the Amud Bet. And we start a bright. Tanya. Hanoder Bat Torah. What did the guy do? 
He made a shavua on the Torah. There was a Torah in front of him, and he said, uh, "You know, in, with this Torah, I'm going to do such and such a thing." Lo amar kalum, because he didn't say anything of it. Because it's normally that you call the cloth of the separate Torah a Torah, and therefore he's not swearing on uh, any uh, any mitzvah of the Torah or anything that's forbidden in the Torah. He's just saying, uh, "I'm swearing on the gevil on, on the cloth, which is nothing." However, b'mashikatuv ba. Oh, but if he says, I swear on what's written in the Torah, because that's already, he's basically swearing on Hashem's name. Because Hashem's name is written in the Torah. So basically he's saying on God's name, God's name is all written in the Torah, obviously everywhere. So therefore, he's making a shivu'ah, and we learned, uh, when you say Hashem's name in a shivu'ah, Hashem enough. Or you could say, that's enough as well. It's referring to the Azkarot. Now let's say he says both things. I'm swearing ba in the Sefer and what's written in it. Well, thank you very much. If, if you said alone, it works. I don't know why the Mishnah has to tell me, I mean, it shouldn't make it worse. But it says, it's a shivu'ah. So the Gemara says, Ketani, b'mashikatuvba. You told me in the middle case, b'mashikatuvba means you're making a shivu'ah on the, on the names of Hashem that are written in the Torah of Kayamim. Ba'u b'mashikatuvba, sadiq l'memar. Do you have to tell me the last case where he said both? B'zotat Torah u b'mashikatuvba, you need to tell me? Which means, why shouldn't it be? I mean, the fact that you said ba shouldn't make it worse. Bottom line, you said ba umashikatuba. Why is that last case needed? So the Gemara is going to give a few answers. I think three answers over here. Answer number one. Again, get the bright good. We have three cases. Noder Torah, nothing. Mashikatuba, yes. And ba umashikatuba, yes. Three cases. A resha, a mitziuta, and a sefa. Amar of Nachman, lakashya. Ah, the sefa that said what? Ba umashikatuv ba is considered a shivu'ah. Demahata oraita a'ara. We're talking where the sefer is in front of him. He's not holding it. It's on the table, let's say. And if on such a case over there, we're going to say... Since he said in explicit language, even though he wasn't holding the sefer, he has to say ba umashivetocha. However, ha the middle case that he just said mashivetocha is toma denakite biyade, where he's holding it. So the basic rule over here is when you're holding it, you, you, you can get away with less because you're holding it. So you're making sure when you're holding the sefer, you can just say bet mashikatu betocha. But when it's on the on the table, then you got to say. You have to make a more, uh, 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 you know, expressive language in order for the shivua to be hal. And the Gemara says it. When it's on the table, could be his da'at is going to be just on the parchment, which is going to be nothing. Even if he says, which means when he says, uh, when he says, uh, um, uh, 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 the, the words mashikatuv he means bemashikatuv ba. 
in what it's written on, meaning the cloth. That's what I would think. Until he says, <laughs> by saying both terms, it becomes clear that not only ba is the cloth, and the mashkatuba is the askara. I say again, what is in front of him, if he just said mashkatuba, he would mean al mashkatuba, which means the cloth. So therefore, but, but when he says a double language, ba mashkatuba, ba is the cloth, a mashkatuba then is the askarot. So therefore, it's okay. Masha'enkim, when he's holding the Sefer Torah, and he says Masha'enkim, clearly it means the Azkarot. So that's the first answer of the uh, Gemara. Nakat lebiyadev, he's holding it in his hand, da'ateh ala Azkarot sheba. And that's why you only have to say Masha'enkim betokah. You have the first answer? Good. Second answer. Ve'iba'et ema. Really... The Braita, all the cases are talking about the Mahata al Arah. The Sefer Torah is on the table. He's not carrying the Sefer Torah whatsoever. Even though it's on the table and it's in front of him, meaning he's not holding it. It's enough to say Mashkatuba. Which, by the way, is different than the first answer. In the first answer, when it's on the table and you say mashikatuba, we say that's not enough. You have to say ba mashikatuba. In the second answer, no. When it's on the table, the hadush is even betucha is enough. Oh, so then in the sefer, what do you need to say ba betucha? We have to say both for that. Vezu ve'en ketani. And you're right, you don't need the last case. The bright has worked with the style of zoo, case number two, the ensadik the zoo. And you don't need case number three, but sometimes the bright just gives you cases that you don't need. It's zoo, the ensadik ketani. So that would be the second answer of the bright. All the cases are talking about where it's on the table in front of him. And the hadush is when you just say mashabetocha, it means the askarot. And you might case number three when it said, if it's in front of you and you said, it's obvious. It's You don't need to give me the third case. Finally, the third answer of the Gemara. Gemara. Really, the second case is talking about where he's carrying the Sefer Torah. And what? Since he's holding it, What an answer. According to this answer, that it's talking about where you're holding it in your hand. And guess what? When you're holding it in your hand, all you have to say is ba. Wow, you don't even have to say mashabetoga. And the last case means like this. When the guy says ba, it's as if he said mashabetoga. So this answer is the most lenient. This answer is coming along to say that when it's on the table, then you have to say mashabetoga. But when you're holding it, you can even say ba. And ba is not going to be interpreted to gevil. Ba is going to be considered mashikatu betocha, and that'll be the uh, the uh, the case. So therefore, 
It comes out according to this answer, the third answer, we have a situation where even by saying the word ba, the shivwa would be hal, which we didn't have that in the first two answers. The first two answers, ba is never an option. The hadush over here is that when a guy says ba, uh, uh, and you're holding the seven Torah, it'll be considered as if he said, and therefore be uh, hal. Now let's read the Ran to review these cases. Let's start the Ran on top. Ha! First, we had no data about Torah. No data over here, you know, it says the word neder, it's referring to Shavuah, the Ran says. Neder lavdavka means Shavuah. Second Ran. Ha! De mahta olaita al arra, ha! De nakita biyadeh. <clears throat> Let's go review the first answer. The first answer of the Gemara was what? It makes a difference between if the Sefer Torah is in front of him or he's holding it. When the guy just says, Even if he's holding the Sefer. What does he mean when he says the word Batorah? He means the parchment that it's written. But if he says, Even if it's in front of him. The data has karotsheba. His kavanah is on the names of Hashem. And he made a shavuah b'shem. And any time you make a shavuah in the name of Hashem, it's chal. About seba, the last case is talking about the midemachta oraita al arah. The last case is talking about the sefer is in front of him. And when the sefer is in front of him, you have to say both lishonot ba ubetocha. And only then is it going to be translated to mean the askarot. But if you just said Betocha, when it's in front of you, maybe Betocha means in what the Sefer is written on, which is cloth, which is nothing. That's not a Shavua. But when you say Ba'u Betocha, so Ba is the cloth, Betocha is the Askarot, so therefore you need a double language to clarify when it's in front of you. That's the first answer. Go to the next Ran. The whole Brayta is talking about when it's in front of you. You're not carrying the Sefer. Kilomad. Kula demahta alara'ah. All the cases are talking about where it is on the table in front of you, the Sefer. But when you say, which is not like the first answer. The first answer said when it's in front of you and you say, it's not enough. You have to say, second answer, no. When it's in front of you, it's enough to say, so then why do you need the last case to say, you're right, lose. You don't need the last case. It's just a, uh, <coughs> it's a superfluous. Actually, says beautiful. You know what you need the last case for? To indicate that the case before was talking about where it's in front of you. Because the last case for sure is talking about where it's in front of you because you said everything. You said, that works even what's in front of you. So the Hadush is just like the last case is talking about where it's in front of you. The second case is also where it's in front of you. <laughs> so it's a gilui on the on, on case number two. That's the way the Ran fixes it. So therefore, you don't need it for itself. You need it to be megaleh in case number two. That's also talking about where it's in front of, and still betocha will be enough. That is case number uh, 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 two. Okay, and then the third answer, as we had, was that really kula The last two cases are talking about where he was holding it. Oh, so what's the uh, Hadush over here? When it says in the Braithat at the end, Ba'u betocha, it doesn't mean he said both words. He just said Ba. 
But Ba is like Betocha. That's the Hadush. Of course, he's holding it. So therefore, when he says Betocha, sure, it's good. He means the Askarot. The Sefa is a big Hadush. He just said Ba. What do you mean Ba? Ba means the Gevil. No, you're holding it. Ba is equivalent to Betocha. And therefore, that's a tremendous, that means the last Iba uh, Etema uh, over here is introduced that you can even say Ba and it's still Hal. We didn't see that in the previous two answers. In the previous two answers, no matter what you were doing with Ba alone, even if you were holding it, not enough. Sefa says, no, if you're holding it, Ba becomes as if you said, Ma Shebe Tocha. The Ran over here plays around with some Girsaot, but we follow the Girsaot that we have. And therefore the Gemara says, Ba Kamashmalan, Kebande Nakit Lebiyade, Afagav Delo Amar Ela Ba, Kebande Amar Bemashkatu Ba Dameh. There you have it. Baruch Adonai Le'olam.